Hello, and welcome to the Upgrade School Marketing Podcast, the podcast for busy school marketers. My name is Matt Soule, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications at Chapel Hill Chauncey Hall School. And I'm Angie Ward. I'm the President of Enroll Media Group, a digital marketing agency for schools. Hello, Angie. How are you? I heard you've been, you've been on the road. Yes, just got back from ASAP's annual institute in sunny San Diego. So that was a lot of fun. Great to see all the schools there. And for, there was some great presentations. And um, I led a Google Analytics 4 workshop. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. And we have, if anybody, yeah, Google Analytics 4, it's happening. When's the date? When's the... July 1st. So. July 1st. So, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, it has likely already passed by, but we do have a great uh, short episode that we have on Google Analytics 4, along with a worksheet that um, I've heard from a few people has been really helpful. So there's a worksheet that um, Angie put together with Enroll Media Group on just all the, the must-have and steps through to, to upgrading. So make sure to check that out. And uh, today we're talking about something different, changing gears a little bit. Um and we're talking about how to keep your school from being a hidden gem. Yeah, I think this is a great topic because I've never worked at a school, but I've, I've worked with a lot of marketers and, and I've heard firsthand that that's something you just never want to actually hear, that you are a hidden gem because to them it it sometimes is, you know, it means that you know, they're not marketing the school or the program as well as they should be. But I guess it's not as simple as that. So the conversation we have today is about you know, how to help your school stand out, but for the right reasons and to the right people, um, which which I, I really appreciate. So today we're talking to three um, marketing and communications professionals at three different schools. So we have Barbara Doyle from the Renbrook School in Connecticut. We have Greg Gilman from Gould Academy in Maine. And we have Kathy Shin from Almaden Country Day in California. And so I'm really excited about the talk with these three folks today. Yeah. So if you've ever, ever heard, and I know we just did our uh, parent, parent surveys and you always see that in there, parents who are happy, which is great. But then you say, you know, I really feel the school is a hidden gem or we found a needle in the haystack or whatever the wording is to, that makes you just kind of stings a little bit to say, um, you know, what they're saying is, you know, it should have been easy for us to know that you existed. So um, if you've ever heard that, uh, this is a really good talk to hear about other schools that are hearing that and ways that you can make sure that you're standing out to the people who are looking for you. So let's go right into the talk. Hi guys, thanks so much for joining us today on this episode. And so why don't we just to kick things off here from each of you on your name, your title and what school you work for. Barb? Good morning, thanks for having us today. Um, my name is Barb Doyle and I'm Director of Marketing and Communications at Renbrook School in West Hartford. And we are a preschool through grade eight day school. Great. Greg. Hi, I'm Greg Gilman. Um, I'm the Chief Storyteller and Brand Manager at Gould Academy in Bethel, Maine. Um, yeah, I've been here about 16 years now and thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Kathy? Hi, I'm Kathy Shin. I'm from Almaden Country Day School. Um, I, my title here is Director of Marketing and Communications. I've been here about eight years, and we are a pre-kindergarten to eight independent country day school in California. Excellent. Great. Well, thanks again for having us, you guys. Um, yeah. Matt, yeah, let's so kick things off. Let's kick it off. So we are talking today about hidden gems. So I think it's something that even before this, 
uh, podcast idea and everything came together. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting because I've I've been hearing it for years, and only recently at a I was at a small boarding school conference, SBSA conference, and that topic came up in a small breakout group of communications people, and they said, you know, give us a raise of hands if if your school has been referred to by a parent or a trustee or someone as a as a hidden gem, and it was across the board, like everybody. And everybody was kind of shocked that like, wow, they, they said that about you all too. So, um, so I think it's really, it's a really great thing to talk about. And it's a really great tie in for marketing and talk about things that we can do to make sure that our school is not hidden. Um, but before we jump into that, I did want to just quickly talk with the group about what that means to be a hidden gem. Um, and I, in thinking about this, I think it, there's two things that I've heard in the past, and we've heard a hidden gem as in, you know, everybody should know who you are. You should, we should have across the board, people should like, when they're thinking about a boarding school or they're thinking about this, they think about, they think about for us, Chapel Hill, Chauncey Hall School. Um, and over the time, I think, you know, I've, I've sort of thought that that's not the goal. And I'm interested to see what this group thinks. I think the goal is not that there's so many schools, there's so many different things that people are looking for. And it's not to be just top of mind famous to everyone and just you're known across the board. But I think it is more about when someone is looking for something that you do well, that they are able to find you. And to me, I find that the more crucial aspect of being a hidden gem and, and feedback that I've heard to say like, oh, wow, we were looking for a supportive school that is just like you. And and you didn't show up in the in the list that our consultant gave us. So you didn't show up in the in the search that we did here. So um, so again, sorry for the long intro there, but just a lot of thought on just even just kicking off like what does it mean to be a hidden gem and why is that dangerous? So I just wanted to, to throw that out to this group. And um, what do you think about when you hear, you know, hidden gem and what you want to sort of um, proactively do to not be that? Yeah, I, I can jump in. I whenever we hear that, I I completely take it as an insult. <laughs> and and I'm glad to hear your definition of it so that um, you know, I can frame it in that way when people talk about it now. But um I think people bring their own experience and their own anecdotal knowledge of the school to that statement. You're a hidden gem. Be, they don't see that everyone knows us, so they just figure people don't. But really we're kind of a niche school, we're in a remote location near a mountain in Maine. And um, yeah, we have a very, you know, specific audience that we're marketing to. So I don't think everyone needs to know us. We just need the right people to know about us. Exactly. Great point. Yeah. I think it makes sense too, with like, with digital marketing too, like the long tail, like, you know, you want people to, you know, you can see it really clearly. I think when you do ads and Angie, I know you work a lot with like Google ads and you could search for boarding school United States and there's so many people competing for that. It's such a competitive thing. So it's in the ad world, it's going to cost you a lot, but then in the just like search engine world and that it's just a difficult thing to search for something that broad. So that that's where I think that kind of that thought leads to is like, well, you got to go that next step and say, not just, yeah. just that, but boarding school in a certain area or boarding school or pre-K that specializes in this or equestrian school for girls that does it. So I think it's really it. I That's where I have the focus then is to say, well, we really need to make sure it, it would be great if everybody in the world 
Like as soon as they thought of boarding school, they thought of us. Um, is that realistic? I don't know, but um, good right. thing to shoot for. But in the in the short term, I think it's making sure at least that those things that you know you're good at and that families are looking for that you're showing up for. Yeah, that's such a great point. And, and we go through that exercise a lot in the schools we work with. And we happen to to work with all three of you guys, which is great. Um, but it's it's often, why do people enroll? I mean, I can look at your website, but we want to hear from you in admissions. Why are people applying, enrolling, and why are they staying? And those questions are key to informing a Google ad strategy to get into some of those long tail keywords you're referencing that as opposed to just showing up for everyone. Kathy, did you want to jump in there? Yeah, I, I I have to agree. It's the right people, the right families with the right philosophical fit um, that's coming to our school. And we hear it time and time again uh, when we're in family conversations, we're getting to know the prospective families. You know, we ask them, how did you, how did you hear about us? Um, what, what makes you want to come here? What attracts you? And time and time again, they're reinforcing the content we have on our website. They might not find us for, let's say, like an educational balance, which is what we're known for. You know, it's a balance of joyful learning, character development, and academics. But they come because they're looking for things like social emotional learning. They're looking for, you know, a great independent or private school in the area that also um, provides a lot of enrichments and electives and opportunities, mm -hmm. student life, um, that it's not just, you know, math and reading and that's it. Um, so when they come to our school and they start to read the content and they realize, hey, this place does everything we think we want. We didn't know we wanted it until we landed on this page. We had an amorphous idea of, you know, this is kind of what we want. We envision our kids to be doing. We, the, what kind of education we want them to have. And this website then just, you know, fits the bill because it has all the things that we're looking for, but maybe we didn't know the exact search terms for it. Um, they start off, I think probably pretty broad and then they narrow down. You know, it's funny hearing you talk about your school. Like if if we appealed to everybody and everyone knew about us, the students who want your school, if they showed up here, they wouldn't be happy. It wouldn't be the right fit. Mm -hmm. Like we do a lot of experiential learning. We're in the outdoors. Um, yeah. It just it wouldn't resonate with that same crowd. So it's just so important that we we find those families that really uh, value a, out, outdoor education, um, leadership, experiential learning, that sort of thing. It's, it's not the same fit. So it doesn't make sense to cast a huge wide net. It really makes right. sense to focus in. Yeah. Exactly. That's a great point. Barb, did you have anything to add? It's it, very interesting for us at Renbrook because we are the only private school, um, uh, preschool through grade eight, uh, in the immediate area that it, uh, where there are very, very competent public schools. So that's a real challenge for us is to how to differentiate what's the value proposition. Why are parents going to pay for a private school education when they can get very good education from their tax dollars already? And it's those things that then um, we do make stand out. It is the experiential learning. We're on 75 beautiful acres on top of Avon Mountain, but people drive by us every day and don't even know we're there because we are truly hidden. Um, <laughs> so talk about a hidden gem. Uh, so it's the challenge is to get them on campus and to for them to then be able to see what it is that we have to offer and the ways that we do that in the experiential learning and all of that. So that's one of our challenges is to to truly say we're not as hidden as you think you are. We are. 
Exactly. And I must say, because Barb, I've, I've been to campus before I got a tour from you and it is nestled away. You, you wouldn't know Renbrook is there and has that beautiful campus. If you're just driving through, unless that's your destination, you don't, you can't see it. Um, so that's a great point. Yeah. The resources so gonna, are so wonderful. So that's the, the yeah. challenge, right? To get the word out there. And so therefore we need a really strong marketing plan. Exactly. So let's talk about that. That's a great segue to our next question. Um, we'd love to hear from a couple of you around, you know, any examples you have where you've, you know, cultivated strong relationships with the community or helped your school stand out to the community to help avoid some of that. Hey, I never knew you were here. I never realized this. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me listening to Barb talk because we get that all the time and we're 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 right near we're 6 miles from Sunday River Resort. It's a, a ski resort, snowboard resort in uh Western Maine and people drive right by the campus and we our presence at the mountain like we, Gould is everywhere at the mountain because there's a weekend program all the all of the competitive athletes participate in it, whether or not they're connected to Gould or not. There's Gould on jackets everywhere, Gould on signs, murals, everything. And we still hear, I didn't even know you guys were here. I didn't realize Gould was a was a school. Um, so it's it's super validating to me to hear that right in the middle of everything, you're still hearing the same thing. So it doesn't feel like so much of a loss on our end. Like how, how are people not connecting the dots here? How do they not know they're driving right by campus? And we always say that's the hardest thing. We're kind of in a remote location, but we're a destination really. And that's what makes us special. We're in the mountains, we're rivers, lakes. Um, that allows us to do the special things that we do. But yeah, getting people to set foot on campus once they do, that's that's really what seals the deal. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, it's nice to hear from you guys that even in not so remote areas, you're hearing that same thing. So I don't know. I mean, we have as big of a presence as I can imagine. We have a, a slope side um, competition center up at the mountain as well. And people still don't make that connection. So yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's tough, but it is a great partnership. Sunday River is super supportive. They give our athletes like all kinds of uh, advantages and, and opportunities. And it's a wonderful partnership and pretty much unlike any other partnership between a mountain and a school. And we're not particularly like a ski school. Um, we're really a boarding school first with a, with a strong on snow program, but um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great partnership for sure. Yeah, that's great. Kathy, do you have any examples through either like speaker series or things that you're doing there at Almaden to really try to get the word out into the community um, for those who still aren't aware of all that Almaden has to offer? Yeah, actually, you know, so we are we are definitely looking at ways in which um, our campus just got even more beautiful. Um, we've been remodeling for the last uh, couple of years, uh, added a beautiful facility, full size high school gymnasium, performing arts stage. Um, it's the Fisher Event Center. Um, we're working on um, upgrading another building in the front of campus. Um, so our campus is just um, just getting more and more rich. And it's exciting because this means we can host events and events. Uh, host workshops. Right now we have a Orton Gillingham um, 
workshop happening all week. Um, it's a training workshop and certification for um, educators all around the South Bay area in California. Um, coming up in a, a couple of weeks, um, and, or about a month actually, um, we have a series of positive discipline workshops that'll be led by uh, lead trainer Kathy Kawakami on campus as well. Again, it's all for the local South Bay areas if you're an educator, coach, or trainer. Um, but she's also going to be offering them for parents all around. Um, and then over, earlier this fall, our head of school published a book um, in, you know, in conjunction with one of our uh, Bay Area leading family therapists, uh, Sherry Glukoft-Wong. And um, we were able to invite our entire community to that as well, uh, reaching out um, to Facebook, neighborhood parent groups, our local neighborhood um, parent um, organizations, as well as nextdoor.com. Just, you know, really getting the word out that, you know, if you are in need of you know, some parenting hugs <laughs> and advice. Um, this, you know, that this book is going to really help you with that and come over for a free event. So we've been really taking advantage of our facilities. Um, and also, um, we're nestled in a residential neighborhood with lots of, um, like, you know, like Barb, lots of really great public um, schools as well. Um, and it is definitely interesting because even though we share, I think, a fence line with a local park, people don't put the two and two together that this is our school campus. So, you know, so it's it's kind of cool to hear that even though despite our different geographical differences that we still kind of encounter the same um, sort of problems or issues or challenges, I should say. <laughs> yeah. We, um, at Chapel Hill, one of the things and like, we always in missions events, we have, you know, so many things that we're always like focused on and bringing people in, but they're people who are looking like really directly in enrolling. And one of the things we've wanted to do more and more is just, just to have people on campus, like everyone is saying, uh, just to have people on campus. So yeah. that's when something I'd be interested to hear any, if there's any other ideas on just bringing people to campus locally, but one thing that worked well for us in the past year was um, we have a new um, art center that we built that's really great for events. And we've been partnering up with local charities and letting them come to host their charity events here, which our students are at helping. Their people are coming onto campus and seeing this. So they're getting to be here, getting to meet some people. And it's, it's definitely, you could feel like immediately how great it was for everybody just to be able to for them to be here and say, well, I've never actually stepped foot on campus. I've driven by, you know, a thousand times and for our students to be a part of something that is outside of the school and helping out. So I don't know if there are any other ideas on just outside of admissions, bringing people in. Yeah. So we, we also, in our rich resources on campus, we have several things. We have a brand new turf field. We also have a, the only high ropes challenge course at a school in, um, in New England and uh and then also our summer camp program which is huge and so rich uh so that integrating all of those things and those opportunities to bring people on campus to utilize those facilities and we we have two gymnasiums as well and we've opened the doors to those kinds of things because again once somebody steps foot on campus that they they see so much more and they experience so much more so mm -hmm. that's another way that we've been doing that and very intentionally as director of marketing and as a member of the leadership team meeting with the leaders of those other programs to make sure that we're integrating those in such a way that it makes sense that we're attracting the right kinds of people as well right. so exactly. not for everybody so Mm hmm. Go ahead, Kathy. Um, 
To your point, Barb, I think one of the reasons why we were so excited about offering summer camps, um, we are not new to offering summer camps, but this is only really our uh, first full-fledged second year of offering it to our entire community. Our first five years or so of offering summer camps seem to be really geared toward our immediate parent community uh, to provide that sort of, you know, support and and you know, fun for the children um, on a campus that they already know with teachers they love. Um, but this year, you know, these last couple of years, we've really um, invested in growing the summer camp program. We have over 70 um, from all pre-K to eighth grade, ranging from speech and debate to robotics to coding, uh, nature, sports. Um, there's something for everybody, makerspace. It's really um, been a great way. We're seeing a, a a growth. Um, I think last year we saw maybe about 15% of our community um, have joined our camps um, in relation to our current community. And this year we're definitely seeing an uptick um, to closer to 20%. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited about seeing that because I think it's again, another way to get people onto our beautiful campus um, and understanding that we're here and they get to be with a lot of our current teachers and faculty and campus and curriculum so that it's, um, you know, if they're interested in what we do and get that flavor, then they might, you know, turn around and go, you know, maybe this is a school for me. That's mm-hmm. the goal anyway. Exactly. So, so in all this too, I think it, you know, just in hearing all the different ideas and initiatives there, but I think it all comes back to, to reputation. So it's, you just want, you want a strong reputation for what you do and, I know that for me has centered a lot around storytelling and getting people, students, teachers, parents talking about the value they're getting, the outcomes they're getting out of being in your school community. So I wanted to talk, you know, ask out to the group, you know, how is storytelling played into how you're building your your reputation for your school? Yeah, Barb. I think it's essential. And we've spent a lot of time on this over the last years. Um, we're in the process of rebuilding our website. Um, I'm working with a friend of some of yours, Tara Clays of Design TLC. Yeah. And we're going to a WordPress site, which is really, really exciting and giving us more flexibility. The process that we've gone through over the last two years to get ready to do this has been very much focused on this um, storytelling and consistency in that. And I think that two things play into that for us. We have spent a lot of time with focus groups, including parents, both current and past, uh, trustees, faculty, um, students themselves, and you know our, our academic leaders in the school to really identify what are our four main pillars? What do we really, really stand out for? So that, that we can all say that very consistently. Um, and, and really, I think, to hammer home that idea that every single member of the community is an ambassador of the school. Whether you're a parent, a student, a teacher, an admission you know, officer, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody, if we're telling the same story about the school, that's a really consistent and important you know, story to tell. So we've worked a lot on that. And as we launch this website in August, I think a lot of that work that we've been doing for the last two years will really come together on this. We're doing it not only on the website, but in our social media, you know, across our blogging efforts, um, our our LinkedIn, everything, you know, really trying to be very consistent and very intentional about what are we, what 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 do we offer? What are the four things that really make us truly different and and worth the tuition cost? 
So when the site fun. when the site's done, make sure to share it. We can promote it yeah, out there. Get everybody looking at it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Greg, 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 you had something there too. I'm just curious. What are those four things you guys identified? What did sure. it come down to? Um, uh, so you put me on the spot there, Greg, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so um, developing leaders, yeah. intentional community, the whole b- relationships, all of that, uh, academic r- rigor, and our amazing campus, our resources that we have to offer um, children. So those are the four that we've landed on. And the story that we tell around that, we've become you know, very focused on what that means. And even at our return to school this year with our faculty in August, we'll be doing some training around that, around delivering that message the same way. Love it. That's great. It's great. And yeah. Craig, I know you're big into storytelling. What do you want to share? For sure. Like I had a, a title change this year. I was, you know, I worked in communications for a long time. And this year my my title changed to chief storyteller and, and brand manager. And so we just wanted to be more deliberate with telling stories and telling kind of long form stories. And then we found that there's a lot of different ways we can share those stories. We can share them through, you know, admissions emails that go out to prospective families. We can share them on social media. We can share them on LinkedIn. Uh, We've been using them for development campaigns, talking about experiential learning, but overall, I just think it gives a voice to the school and it kind of, what I'm excited to do is I always just say, I want to shine a light on what's happening. There's great programs. Um, Let's just shine a light on it and let them kind of speak for themselves. And hearing that student voice, hearing the faculty voice, seeing those relationships, that's what makes the place special. And so we're just trying to highlight that stuff. And I think one thing that we're talking about hidden gems and a program that might be a hidden gem here, we have the four point program where it's kind of a it's a signature program that goes throughout their whole experience. But the the final piece, the senior four point is an independent project. And it's something we haven't talked a lot about in the past. I think because a lot of that work happens off campus, the kids do internships, they do it over the summer, but it's really a great way to um, kind of the the culmination of all of that work. And it's who these kids have become and they're, they're curious learners and it's intrinsically motivated. And I don't know why we haven't been highlighting it more, but we have some remarkable stories. And that's, that's one that I'm really eager to get out there because people always ask, what do your graduates do? And I want to just say, no, don't ask what our students do. They're already doing amazing things. We have a kid that, you know, started a school in China for um, children of of warehouse workers who are displaced. We had a kid that's setting up um, water quality stations all around the, the state, trying to protect brook trout populations. We have a, uh, a young woman who was studying addiction treatment and shadowing doctors. Like these kids are doing amazing things. And if that's the product to me, so if we can tell that story, I think it's a huge win. Yeah, I love that. And and Greg, actually, the four point program there is actually what gave Matt and I the inspiration for this episode, because I said, you know, I was talking to a client and they have these amazing programs. And and Greg, you were like, this shouldn't be something they learn about on a tour. They need to know about this on our, when they get to our website right away, when they right. see us on social media. You don't want to wait for the tour to give all right. your goods away. Like that should be front and center. And so Yeah, it, but I, some of it, we we suffer from a curse of knowledge and we think like, oh, everyone knows about Junior Four Point. It's a 10-day, um, you know, adventure in the in winter camping. And every kid dreads it. And then every kid, it's the best experience of their life. And we feel like everyone knows it, but they don't. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, 
for, for us, you know, we send those kids out with cameras and I, I went out with a group this year and, and got some really nice marketing photos, but really the authentic photos that they come back with from like day eight when they're, you know, a little squirrely and um, have been out in the woods for a little too long. Like those are the things that really show that program for sure. That's great. I think I love that's that. the stuff that's memorable too. So, you know, we went through, um, we were recreating our view book last summer and we did um, you know, a, a lot of like marketing research and re re um, tooling all of our language. And some of it was a lot of research on other schools. So we did a whole bunch of other schools and pulled, you know, what are they saying? What are their taglines? What is their, their pillars? What is all that? And a lot of that stuff can, especially when you see it all in one place and you, th and you think about that's how a family is seeing it when they're researching a few different schools, they're going jumping from here to here, to here, to here. A lot of that sometimes can just like blend together into hearing small classes and like tight community and you, yeah. And, and to me, like when you're talking about, you know, what your alumni are doing and starting this business that they're passionate about and doing like that's the stuff as we were doing that process that stood out to say like, oh, that's the school that had that student that did this thing. And then they did that. like those individual things help. I think really when you're talking about reputation and just having things that stick in people's minds, mm -hmm. that helps you stand out and be memorable in a lot of ways. And, and it's more genuine too, because you're hearing it from actual people talk. It's not, you know, marketing language that, that is carefully crafted and, and all of that. It's people talking about what they are doing right now and what the school gave them. And it's pretty, it's genuine in that way too. It's authentic. That, and it's, yeah. It's substance, substance over style. And like we, you know, in this office, we take really great pictures and we tell really nice stories, but then we're humbled and reminded often that like our most popular posts of the year will be something that was submitted that has a thumb in the corner and it's, you know, the backs of people's heads. It's not what you think is going to resonate, but it yeah. becomes the popular post of the year because of where they are and what they're doing. Exactly. exactly. Kathy, Kathy, you had something you have there. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I, I'm reminded by, um, you know, a little bit about what both of you are talking about, which is, um, so storytelling for us, we've, I think, nailed down, um, you know, over the last few years, particularly around um, our rebrand. And, um, and you know, it's so important to get the language consistent across all constituencies. So, um, Barb, you're totally, you know, on the right track. I think that's going to really help. Um, it's certainly helped us as we think about everybody talking to a prospective family, whether you're at a grocery store, whether you're uh, a teacher and you're, you know, talking in your classroom, getting that language right. And one of the things that we were looking at is how do we do it on our website? Um, and we do, a, a, you know, I thought we did a fairly good job, um, but looking at it again with the lens of somebody who's there on your site for maybe two minutes tops, how are they getting all this messaging? It's really uh, text heavy. It's um, really deep. How do how can we get them this information, serve it up in a more concise, quick, and um, and visually attractive manner? So I think also storytelling comes in the form of um, how you know not just um, what's in it, but um, how do we serve it up? And mm -hmm. in this in social media, you know, you're kind of constrained already. You're, it's visual. It's short, right? But on a website, it's a little dangerous because you got this canvas where you can kind of go nuts. And um, looking reevaluating our website, we did a lot of restructuring on it um, to make it a lot flatter. Um, you don't have to 
go as far and you just at a glance, you can see the breadth of the programming, all the enrichments and electives, student life, experiential learning, field trips, just what is it that my kid will get if I if I sign them up to be at Almond and Country Day School, they can get that in two minutes flat. And that was the goal all along. And I think that was um, a really powerful lesson for us. Yeah, that makes sense. That's great. So we've talked a bit about, obviously, the website's a great channel for marketing and getting out all of this information that's so valuable to families. Um, But what other platforms are you guys finding really um, successful in getting the word out? Barb? So this is a a plug and, and not asked for. So this is a very authentic plug, but Enroll Media Group has been our an absolute gem for us this past year. Um, we ju- we w- started our work with Angie last August. Our numbers have been absolutely amazing. We have, I believe that admissions said the other day that we have um, 70 plus new kids coming in next year. Just a tremendous year for us. So the Google ads and the, the I think Google overall has been the, the highest and then, you know, Facebook as well. But just having a really good, solid digital media partner, I think is one of the most essential things you can possibly do in this day and age. And I'm so grateful to Angie and her team for having walked us through that and brought us to such such success with that. So you didn't ask for that, Angie, but I'd (laughs) I'd absolutely plug that. Nice work, Angie. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, you guys. I'll make sure we don't cut that out. We won't cut that out of the end. (laughs) That'll be the the highlight reel. We'll keep keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So, so what else are you guys um, seeing aside from paid media and advertising? Um, are you guys seeing anything on TikTok, YouTube, um, LinkedIn? What other kind of marketing platforms are you guys seeing success with? Kathy? Uh, I'll echo what Barb said. Um, we we work with EMG and has uh, this is our just completing our second year almost, and it has been nothing but stellar. Um, we're just seeing incredible numbers um, for both open houses and um, overall um, conversions to applications. And um, one of the things that we worked really um, hard on is uh, both uh, you know we had search engine marketing, but we also working on uh, just organic search, you know, and and optimizing keywords throughout the site. And um, something new we tried this year was mobile mobile location targeting. Um, I just thought that was really interesting because it's it's something fairly new to me. I've um, I've seen other businesses use it, but I didn't think for a school is it really for us. Um, but we gave it a try, and I think what we're seeing is just a great um, great number of impressions. People are definitely seeing our ad based on um, where they are located, um, where we are targeting, um, and we're targeting places that are um, that we think families are going to. You know, whether it's your local library or community center, and we think, okay, if you're there, um, you might be a family that might be interested in the fact that we're close by, and um, and this, this is a place you frequent then, you know, you might be interested to know that we exist. We're not hidden. We're right here. So <laughs> it has been um, it has been really cool. And another thing that we're doing is to highlight our uh, one of our programs here is called the Learning Center. And our Learning Center is one of um, only, I think, South Bay Area's um, programs for teaching children with dyslexia and um, other learning differences that are um, that are not, you know, 
that are that's an integrated program. And so they um, one of the ways we used MLT was to um, try to find places where people might be getting evaluations mm-hmm. or neuropsychs or having uh, or going to tutoring centers um, for this um, to get additional support for their children to know that we exist if you're looking for a place um, that can work with your child with dyslexia and um, but also if you have a child who um, doesn't you know you can have them all in one place um, and not have to be in two different schools mm-hmm. that's great Great ideas. Greg, did you have any favorites you wanted to throw out there in terms of platforms that are working well for Gould? Yeah, I, I mean, I give a shout out to EMG as well. We've done the um, a lot of targeting at ski resorts and things like that to try to combat that, the, you know, the problem that people don't know where school right here by these by the mountains. And it's a small community over overall in the comp snow world. So that that's helped a lot. Um, one other thing that we do, and I think we need to really kind of hone in on it and and we just really started doing it and this is something we did years ago and now we're kind of getting back to it with storytelling is using constant contact for kind of a drip campaign and trying to get those stories out um to prospective families and i think we could segment it a little bit and maybe like oh this kid has identified themselves as interested in the makerspace or science research we have these stories here like this year we've kind of just been throwing all the stories out everything i've been covering I, I think we want to get a little more intentional with it, but it, I think it's a nice tool. You can see your open rates and and click throughs and and things like that. So I enjoy using that um, just because yeah. you get that immediate feedback if people are engaged or not. Yeah, email is key. If I can follow up to that, Angie, the what we're using and just started around the same time last year that we started with Angie is Inquiry Tracker, which is very specific to independent schools. I don't know if anyone else is familiar with that, but they are. They're very specific to independent schools. They're an email um, automation platform and tracker for, you know, organizing your inquiries. And we have not utilized that to the best of our abilities yet. I think we're still in our infancy stages, but that whole drip campaign and really categorizing people and doing good, solid follow-up and not letting anybody fall through the the Mm -hmm. cracks because you've just had had them on a spreadsheet somewhere. So, Mm -hmm. you know, really utilizing some of these amazing programs that are out there to, um, I think that we probably all deal with this as marketing communications people. We tend to be very small under resource departments. Mm -hmm. And so your vendor relationships are absolutely key to your success. So, you know, utilizing that, um, I'll throw in one more thing that has been so tremendously successful for us in this area. Um, I'm a commissioner on the um, Commission for School Advancement for the Connecticut Association of Independent Schools. And we have started up in the last two years, we have really made a huge effort to get our marketing and uh, admission and development roundtables going again. And the marketing roundtable has been so successful. People from all over the state, we come together twice a month on Zoom for an hour. We share, we treat each other as, as colleagues and friends as opposed to competitors. And I have learned so, so much from these people that I'm so grateful for that. And there's so many resources out there, but as individuals, we don't have the time to dig in and and find them all. But as a collective group, boy, there's power in that. So if you don't have something like that in your area, I would highly recommend you, you know, talk to one of your local, um, you know, associations to see if they can help you to put that together. But that has been tremendously powerful for us. Yeah. And um, I had a couple to add too that um, when you mentioned inquiry tracker to the, um, 
the talk we had with them on the podcast a little while ago, we um, one of the things that they had found in looking at what people are actually signing up for on school sites was all events. They said everything's events. It's, you know, people are not looking to fill out just a kind of ambiguous inquiry form, but they want to sign up for something. So we really took that and like and ran with it just from that talk and always have we're having an in-person and a virtual event. They're low key. We're having coffees, like come and have coffee with the head of school. We have a rotating um, series of virtual events that are some are just very big overviews of the school. But you can immediately see just not only the registrations in those, but just having something physical to push other than just like, here's who we are, here's who we are, here's who we are, saying, come and do this. There's a lot of people who don't sign up for it, but because we're promoting this coffee, it triggers them to then do a book a tour or reach out to um, admissions. So I would say that's one thing um, in the recent side that we've seen is just always having upcoming events and always having things to promote. And on all of our external calendars, whether it's on niche or you know EMA calendars and our own calendars, um, that's been great. And in one sort of old school initiative going away from the digital world is we um you know we have what we call in marketing feeder schools but schools that we get a lot of students from and that was a challenge that we had to say how do we how do we intentionally reach out to these feeder schools so these families know who we are and do this and what we came up with was you know what do they what do they want from us like they get open house information from schools they get all of this but what do they want and we we really came back to like they want to hear how their kids that they sent from their school are doing. Because once in a while, we get an update from a college to say, hey, you're graduated here. And we're all so excited to hear like, oh, this kid who, you know, who came here is doing so great there. It's like, what can we do that backwards? Can we do that to these schools? And so what we did is pretty simple. And we just made physical posters that had photos of graduates of that feeder school, and then a quote that had how they're doing. And admissions went around and delivered those to the admissions office. And they were getting you know, admissions offices and heads of school crying. <laughs> they were crying as they were delivering them. They were getting teary seeing, you know, these people who graduated like doing so well. And um, and then we're able to see now, you know, sort of results and people from those schools now, those are hanging in the in the halls there and them coming up and, and doing that. So just there's one thing I think, you know, pass on to everybody that, that was that was a really great feel-good one as well. And and it tied in the storytelling and all of that as well, just into one really thing. Um so thank you all for sharing all that. I had one last uh, question, which is just a lot of this, um, you know, we've talked about reputation and it's a lot around admissions and, you know, working together. And we get all, all kinds of questions on how offices collaborate. So have there been any stories or any um, experiences that have worked well, tips that you would give to other to marketers out there or admissions officers, admission directors um, in those two offices working together to get the outcomes you want in building the reputation while also bringing people in for the admissions events and, and doing that. Yeah, Barb. Um, we work very closely with admissions, and this is something that over the last two years, 
we implemented is not just admissions, but development as well. We work within the advancement model of MARCOM um, enrollment and development, and it's been so powerful. We have an advancement meeting every two weeks, and then we have an occasional what we call advancement plus, where you know additional members of those departments come along. It helps us so tremendously to be on the same page and to have our goals aligned and to be supporting one another from every angle that we can. So that whole advancement model to me has been has been really crucial to that. Um, in addition to meeting as an advancement team, I also meet with admissions every week to, you know, to really just touch base and say, you know, where are we at? Are we on the same page? And 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 I have ad admission uh, very, very hands-on in my digital marketing and in my um uh the digital sorry, the digital marketing as well as the new website build. Admissions has mm -hmm. been instrumental in that new website build. They have the year of those parents. They know what those parents are looking yes. for. And so that has exactly. been an essential partnership there. Exactly. I love that. So many great uh, tips there and working with admissions and all of you have had so many great ideas. Thank you so much for sharing these stories and offering um, some of these tips to our listeners. I know this is going to be a very valuable lesson for, for marketing and admissions professionals out there. So thank you again so much, Barb, Kathy, and Greg for joining us today. Um, and take care and, and be well. And, and again, thank you so much and keep up the great work that you guys are all doing for your schools. All right. That was a great conversation with Barb Doyle, Greg Gilman, and Kathy Shin. Thank you three so much for coming on today. Yeah. And um, tons of info there. And I know it's a definitely it's a topic that is different to every school and people have done a lot of different things. So one thing we did want to reach out to is, you know, this we're on LinkedIn um, and this will be posted there. But we'd love to hear any schools that have done something else. If you've been called a hidden gem but and you have some way that you have worked to to combat that and to make sure that you're known and your programs are known and the people who you're trying to reach are finding you um, anything you found success in we'd love to hear like we all grow together and um, so if you have something that you've either seen another school do or you've done yourself please let us know on linkedin so we can share it with others yeah we love hearing from other schools and school marketers um, and speaking of not being a hidden gem we're really uh, proud of the Inley School here in Massachusetts. They had a record summer camp open house. They really went full throttle on a holistic digital marketing campaign, including search ads, mobile location targeting, um, great organic and paid Facebook ads. And so they did a great job. So we just wanted to give an A plus shout out to the Inley School this episode. That's great. Yeah. And uh, uh, as always, um, if you have any topic ideas you'd like to hear from us, um, please reach out to UpgradeSchoolMarketing.com or to us on LinkedIn, and we will see you next time.